dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Thursday. And I have a game tonight. Woohoo! Hope you're all doing well. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little distracted, I guess. I just finished rearranging rooms here in the house. Got got to get my gal, my gal Becky set up and her hooked up with her computer and everything. She's out of town, so she wanted me to do that. So I did it. I got my own, I got another TV in here with a Blu-ray hooked up to it on account of, for some reason, my laptop, even though it's HDMI capable, will not see this TV. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's an older model. But anyway, I've got my room set up, kind of a media room for me and the kids. Not that they don't have other places to watch, but I figure they can, like, you know, put some blankets and pillows on the floor and watch whatever they want on Saturday night with some popcorn or whatever. But that is me. I've been taken to challenging myself lately. And I think that's a good thing to do every once in a while. Not only personally, but I mean in game, game-wise. And I will talk more about that after this. Okay, I really think, I don't know, players, yeah. But I think players, ch- see, pl- as a player, you know, challenging yourself as a player is a little different than challenging yourself as a game master. Now, challenging yourself as a player, it's basically making you do, forcing you to do something that you wouldn't ordinarily do. That's what, to me, that's what a challenge is, challenge is, or something you don't like, or something you avoid. With me, it's, I'm a fussy eater, and there's always food out there that people want me to try, but that's beside the point. As a player, play a class, if you're playing class and level, play a class or a, or a race that you don't ordinarily play. In my case, let's see. I don't play very many thieves. I should try playing a thief sometime. I think I can count on one hand the times I played a thief. That's something else. Halflings. Hey, you know, to me, it's all about the personality. You can do anything with a race or a class. So, and I would, I would do, you know, I'm not saying it's stupid or anything, but I'd walked up to a table at a convention and say, can I play? And they say, yeah. I says, all right, what you got? He says, okay, here's the pre-gens. I said, well, what's the hardest thing to play? Well, what's, I mean, what's the, you know, give me just, I don't even look at the pre-gens. I would just go, just hand me one. Just hand me a, a pre-gen and I'll play it. I think that's kind of a badass boast on my part, but at the same time, it's challenging me. Can I take chicken, you know, can I make chicken salad out of chicken? You know what I'm saying? If it's like really bad stats or something like that, but I'll play it. I'll play it. It doesn't matter. Convention games really doesn't matter. So, but I want to try that in a group sometime. You know, challenge yourself to play a character you wouldn't ordinarily, or even a personality you wouldn't ordinarily ordinarily play. Somebody plays a lot of gregarious barbarians and things like that. Play a quiet cleric or something like that. Now, on the GM side. 
here's here's the crux of the the episode right here. I mean, I'm not trying to favor GMs over players, but I think challenging yourself as a player should be mentioned too. And you know, I I always think that this show is kind of GM centric. And I'm always trying to push away from that. I always want to give some to the players because, hell, I was a player a long time before I became a GM. So I remember, and I still play, so I remember. In fact, some people think I'm too soft because I remember as a player. I'm not one of those people who go, okay, I'm a GM now. Now I can screw over the players like other GMs screw over me. I don't do that kind of thing. That's I leave that to the lawyers. That's that's my opinion of lawyers who become judges. All of a sudden, they're dishing out the crap. But I don't see it that way. I GM, I, and I remember what players... It's not like I'm saying I'm trying to be softer or anything on them, but I'm rooting for the players. But they have formidable odds in, in my the stuff I throw at them. And it's a whole thing of, mm, gee, what's going to happen so I'm. It's it's a little bit soul. It's a little bit soulless silence. I guess it's like, oh, let's try this experiment. It might hurt him, but it, the results would be fascinating, type of thing. I, but I'm not. Like I said, I'm not a killer GM. But sometimes I'm a little bit, you know, uh, you know. I hated this thing that happened when I was a player, but I'm gonna do it just to see what happens. So that's it's almost as dangerous as a killer GM. <laughs> Because sometimes I take the emotion out of it just to see what happens. But there's a there's a positive side of that, too. I mean, you know, I throw a monkey wrench into my own plans just to see what happens. That's what, that's why I love random, random encounter tables. Because it can push me into areas that I wouldn't even think of. The player and the way the players react and things like that. But aside the point. But challenging yourself as a game master is things like running... A game you wouldn't ordinarily run. Like, I don't like underwater adventures. I really don't. I like adventures on the water, you know, like piracy and things like that. But I don't really like underwater adventures. I should make myself run one. It, whether it's something I come up with, which probably won't happen, or I'm sure there's one or two modules out there that are good for that. I think the U series has some underwater stuff going on. Because I just don't like... As a player, I don't like to think about... I, well, part of the game is about resource management, but the one resource I don't want to worry about is air to breathe. So as a player, I don't like that. And as a GM, I'm kind of hesitant to inflict that on my players. But I should try that. Again, soulless science, gee, what would happen? So I might try something like that. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Try a scenario you, you wouldn't ordinarily run, or even a game system. Like right now, I guess I've made I guess I've made a New Year's resolution. I don't know. I told Becky, my wife, that I would not be running any more D and D for the foreseeable future. I told her that doesn't mean I won't play D and D or any kind of fantasy game. But that means I'm not going to GM it. And I'm going to G I picked since I'm working on it with Mark Hunt, I picked Gangbusters. I said, I'm going to develop a Gangbusters campaign. See, I, the one thing I weird about me is if you take me off fantasy as a genre in a role-playing game, I'm a little bit out to sea. Because I, when I was younger, though, I'm getting better. 
But it was like, because D&D has a wealth of material for it. And I never felt alone. I always figure if I can't come up with something, I'll read, I'll look at a supplement or something like that and come up with an idea. Maybe they got a plot hook in there. Or I'll just take a module and run it. Well, you can't do that with other genres that haven't been around as long. Now, and Gangbusters has gotten to the point where you can do that, but I don't do that. Well, I, I do and I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind running one of the modules, but there aren't very many out there. There's a lot, a lot of source books until... Uh, out there. Mark Mark Hunt's put some out, and they're very good. And I use a couple of them. But as far as scenarios go, and he's given me some great plot hooks, too. Uh, but I've gotten to the point where I can take another genre of game and just go with it. If I can understand it, I've trained my eye to look for plot hooks everywhere. That's something else I want to get to in another, another episode. But I've, I've, I've taught myself, okay, this is a plot hook. I could do something with this. I could do the plot, plot hooks are just are wonderful for, for people like me who have trouble coming up with adventures for certain games. You just look at the material and go, okay, take that point and elaborate on it. But that's, I'm getting ahead of myself again. So I trained myself to look at plot hooks. I look at the material that is on hand. And just start to imagine because when I was er- when earlier in the earlier in the you know my my gaming career my gaming life you know I had like I told you I had trouble because D and D had so much material that I could go off of that I I felt it's almost like I'm doing another genre say like even Traveler but it's been a long long time or some other like chill or Call of Cthulhu used to vex me because I could I always said I could run modules. They're great modules and I love running them and everybody enjoys them, but I cannot write an adventure to save my life for Call of Cthulhu. And now I think I could. I'm not into Call of Cthulhu anymore, but but I feel like I could take I could take a I could write an adventure like that. I don't know how it would turn out. Because sometimes you write something and it turns into something else. That's just the way it is. But I feel now that I can take on these other genres and actually do something with them. Come up with something off the top of my head. Or just look at a plot hook or a suggestion in a book and go, okay, I'm going to do that type of thing. So that's me. Because I still feel like I'm challenging myself because... I'm not playing fantasy. I'm not playing D&D or any variant thereof. But I'm do I'm taking a game that takes place in the 20s and 30s in America during prohibition and afterwards. So this is this is what I'm going to I I just limit myself. To me I I I firmly believe in the in the adage art is a taking away. And what I mean is you take something and you restrict it. You say, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm only going to do it here. And you start putting walls around yourself. Now, walls ordinarily are not a good thing. You don't want to wall yourself up uh, to, off to experiences and people and all that. But, but here, you set your limitations and then you create something within those. It's thinking inside the box rather than outside the box. Sometimes you can think outside the box when you're in the box, but that's a whole other story. But 
it's limiting yourself, coming up with rules that you want to follow that really pulls out the creativity in me. And I don't know about you, it may be to you too. Because remember, if you have everything to choose, if I have everything to choose from, I won't choose anything because I can't decide. I need those, I need that box around me. I need, I need those, those rules around me. As I've said, I think I've said before in another podcast, uh, Chuck Jones and Michael Maltese, when they were writing Roadrunner cartoons for Looney Tunes for Warner Brothers, they had a set of rules about how the cartoons happen. Like, the Roadrunner always stays on the road. The coyote always buys stuff from either Acme or Ajax. They want to make gravity the coyote's nemesis more than anything else. These are, these are guidelines. These are rules they set up. And within that, and they try, to do as many vari- they try to do as many variations as possible on that. That's what you got to do as far as I'm concerned. Limit yourself. Limit yourself and you know, that's, how you ch- that's one way to challenge yourself. Run a game that you're run run a run a role playing system that while you understand how it works because you know there's no point in running I would never run a role playing game where I just don't get it I just don't understand how they work you you run it to you run something that is like totally 180 from what you usually run I mean if I run a champions game that's 180 from D and D I wouldn't do it but because I'm too old and tired, but or something like Marvel superheroes, which is a one sh- a one chart thing with percentiles. Gangbusters is different, even though it's based on BX, but it's different enough for me to go, okay, I got to come up with something. And besides, it's a nice take a little vacation from running D and D or the clones, or whatever. It's nice to take a little vacation from it, but anyway. Okay, you guys get my point. Challenge yourself, and you'll be a better GM and player. So, I'm going to go start my day. All right, if you want to talk to me about this, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help to support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. You guys are great. Don't forget Dan Grog, Dan, Dan Gregg's podcast, the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Grognard, Jung Grognard, and Mark C. Walring's The Awning Albert. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.